What's up, people? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. I'm your host, Chris Roush. In this episode, I interview Olivia Berrios Johnson, who is an aspiring broadcast journalist. We're going to talk about her semester, last semester, where she uh, spent the semester abroad and did a lot of traveling. The show is produced by Grace McGuire, who is also a student here at the School of Communications. Thanks for listening. Olivia, welcome back to the United States. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So, semester abroad, where did you go? So I had the wonderful privilege and opportunity to study in Cork, Ireland, um, and it was amazing. And why Cork, Ireland? So uh, one of the main reasons why is because a lot of, of my peers have talked about their semester abroad in Ireland, and they've expressed how this is one of the more popular programs at Quinnipiac. So I decided to do my research. And also, um, I have very close family friends who I consider family at this rate who are Irish and have Irish history and so um, ancestry. So we've always talked about potentially going to Ireland one day as a family, exploring um, that place. And so for me, it was just a great way for just me to go and experience that. Okay. I have never been to Ireland, so give me an overview of what Ireland is like. Oh, man. I can tell this story like a million times. I would say Ireland is a – well, Cork, uh, where I was, is a very rich and just – lovely city um the people there are super kind and engaging and look forward i always looked forward to communicating with them talking about a variety of topics um in terms of the culture they're very very proud of who they are as a people and you can see that and you can see how their history still is present in in today's world when it comes to the music the foods that they eat the stories that they tell it you can you know that um yeah, they, they value it very much. And that's something that I can also appreciate because of my culture and who I am as a person. And I can respect that on that level. How big of a city is Cork? I don't, I don't know. Um, I would say it was relatively small because okay. everyone seemed to know each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you walk down, oh, hey, how's it going? And I even had my own experience of that. Like the local chipper, I would always go for lunch or maybe like after a night out because okay. it would stay open. Hold on a second. The local chipper? Mm-hmm. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> so um, over there, when it's not a French fry, it's a chip. Um, okay. And so, so we're talking like fish and chips. Fish and chips, burgers, uh, potato wedges. Oh everything but they call it the local chipper that's what i call it Mm -hmm. okay yeah. Okay, and you were taking classes when you were there as well. Yes, yeah, so I took uh, folklore classes, one which focused on like just general storytelling about Irish folklore, and then the other one was about uh, music. And then I also took an Irish history course about modern, modern Ireland, and my last one was about women and confinement in Ireland. Wow, yeah. okay. Uh, and had you ever been abroad? So I have been traveling with my mom since I was five. Um, okay. This is something that she always wanted me to do. And Good for she her. she loves traveling as well. So for, for her, um, traveling was always something that she stressed and something that she wanted to gift me since I was young. We've gone to Ecuador. We've gone to Mexico. We've gone to Spain and London. So world traveling has been a focus for my mom and I since I can remember. Good for you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I visited 
another country until I was 40. Wow. So good for you and your yeah. mom. That's that's very cool. Yeah. So she was probably one of the main people to encourage me to definitely do study abroad. She'd be like, have you submitted the application? Did you make sure to email who you need to email? And I'm like, yes, I got it all handled. Because she wanted to make sure that I got to experience study abroad, which is something she always regrets not doing when she was in college. Um, so she definitely was like, Liv, you got to go. You got to go. Okay, so following you on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You traveled, yes. Also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> while you were while you were in Ireland, uh, favorite place that you went besides Cork, Paris. Okay, why so, Paris? <laughs> I, okay, so I'm from New York. I'm from the Bronx. So my family's from California, and every time they come to visit me, they're always a tourist. And I'm like, here's the Statue of Liberty, here's Times Square. But for me, going to Paris, I finally got to feel like the ah, tourist. And I was just like, look at the Eiffel Tower. And like I was eating baguettes, and I was like, oh my gosh. I was just romanticizing my life. And <laughs> the girls that I went with, which were from Quinnipiac as well, we had a great time and just bonded and took lots and lots of pictures. But it was just really magical, I would say. And I know that probably sounds cliche and everyone talks about Paris, the city of love, but it did feel like that to me, honestly. And how do you get from Cork, Ireland to Paris? Do you uh, we took a plane. Okay. And the plane ride was like an hour and 15 minutes. So okay. super easy back and forth. Okay. And where else did you go? Um, I also got to go to Barcelona and I have family. Barcelona. In Barcelona, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have family that live out there. So it was nice to just see them and also, um, you know, be in the warmth for a little bit because Ireland does rain every day. <laughs> so it was nice to see the sun and sit on the beach for a little bit. Okay. Um, and then I also got to go to Scotland, which was really cool um and i went to a rugby game when i was out there so that was fun to see um and then i went to edinburgh which was really a pretty city too okay yeah, yeah my my wife has been to scotland and she wants to take me you should definitely to like go. the castles and yes stuff. i went to the, the castle and edinburgh <laughs> and everything definitely do it yeah yeah okay um did you get tired of eating irish food no Absolutely not. I did not have a single bad meal when I was in Ireland. And that was something that I was nervous about before I left because my mom is Mexican. My dad is black. So I'm used to eating very cultural foods all the time. And I was like, what What do we eat in Ireland? What's like the staple food? So we'd research, read about different stuff. But not until you get there, you get to really, you know, taste it, see what it's like. Never had a bad meal. So favorite Irish food? Oh, mm. It would have to be, um, honestly, the Irish breakfast. Honestly, it's something so simple. You have black pudding, which is hit or miss. Yeah. Um, you either like it or you don't. It wasn't my favorite, but I still obviously tried it. But even just like toast, fried egg. Um, corned beef hash. Corned beef hash, um, tea or coffee. Like It's just a simple meal, but it gets your day started on the right foot. All right. Yeah, I would say. All right. Have you ever been to the playwright? No. Playwright is an Irish uh, bar slash restaurant here in Hamden. Uh-huh. And the whole menu wow. is, is Irish. I have to stop by. The, the bangers <laughs> and mash is really good. good, but their corned beef hash. It tops. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. I'll have to go. I'll take a visit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, personal question. How much Guinness did you drink? Okay. <laughs> Here's the hot take. I did not actually like Guinness. I did try it because, you know, you Good. have to. Yeah. I gave it a we try. Ju- we just fist bumped for those who can't see. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was. It definitely had a different taste. It was very bitter. But, you know, I listen, I support everybody who drinks a Guinness. I am not a Guinness yeah, fan. Yeah, it was that's, just that's, not that's, my favorite. That's my hot take. Mm-hmm. I, I do not like 
yeah dark dark heavy beers Mm-mm. but i can tell you one thing that was definitely <laughs> what everyone had on their table yeah <laughs> yeah uh olivia how did you come to quinnipiac how did you find out about quinnipiac and and what was the decision making process like yeah so um i actually heard about quinnipiac just through my email and i remember i was like how do i pronounce this name and so i researched it i looked into the website and i and i started seeing about the different programs that we have here and it was actually on um, a tour to yukon and my mom and i were at yukon but driving down we see the signs for quinnipiac so we're like wait mom that's that school that i remember telling you about that i couldn't pronounce the name and she's like you're right so we go and um that day it just ha- so happened that they were doing tours mind you my mom and i had not registered for a tour we didn't um we came really unprepared but my mom and i were just like well let's just see maybe we can just hop on a tour so we go inside the admissions building we're like oh hi we're doing a tour today (laughs) you know just trying to see and they're like oh we don't see your name on the list and we're like that's odd <laughs> so long story short they're like oh don't worry you, you can kind just of hop finagled on. your way in definitely did. so i'm like hey we're already up here in connecticut let's see if we can just see another school when my mom and i walked on this campus we both fell in love with it immediately we were like wow this is probably one of the nicest campuses that we've seen and i was actually speaking to some of the people from school of communications and just the energy and um the personalities here and how driven they were to getting students to learn more about Quinnipiac is what drew me in even further. Um, at this point, I had already been accepted as well, so I was looking at Quinnipiac as a uh, potential school. But one thing that definitely drew me in is because it was during the pandemic, so a lot of things were on Zoom, and yeah. so I'd always go on the Zoom meetings with Dr. Bloom and Don Sawyer and just seeing how dedicated they were to giving us first-year students all the information they could to try and you know see if this is where you wanted to be is what helped me get here okay yeah okay and why broadcast journalism why why is that the career path that you've chosen yeah so um when i was in high school i did a summer internship at the school of the new york times and that's what kind of drew me into journalism and i was like you know what i can see this for myself and when i got into the three plus one program here at quinnipiac it just I just kind of was confirmation that this is where I was supposed to be. Um, And since I've been here, all my journalism classes have continued to inspire me and get me excited for this career. Um, And one thing I will say, like full transparency, um, there were times where I would be, have imposter syndrome or be a little bit doubtful if I could really do this and be a journalist and get out there. And so I took a lot of self-reflection while I was in Ireland and just started to, you know, be more confident in terms of where I want to be and the in the career that I want to go to. So one of my goals this year is to definitely make my mark in Q30, get out there, do the stories, be more involved, um, just to kind of prove to my own self that this is where I'm meant to be. And I'm a strong believer in things that are going to be for you won't pass you. Livy, I've got news for you. Imposter syndrome. It doesn't ever end. Yeah. Cause so I, I've heard. <laughs> I, 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 it's something that I struggle with mm-hmm. myself. I'm 58 years old. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's something that it doesn't end. Yeah. So just the, your approach, I, I'm really proud of your approach and the reflection that you did in mm-hmm. Ireland. That's, uh, that's very cool. Yeah. So good on you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
dream job after graduation? What do you What do you want to mm-hmm. do? So I definitely want to be a reporter starting out, um, and then work my way up to anchor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, geography? Does it matter? Do you want to um, go back to the city or? You know, the city is where it's at sometimes, <coughs> but uh, I don't know. We'll see where opportunities open up. I'm pretty, you know, open to going where they first send me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, or maybe I'll just end up back in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Ireland, um, when I meet somebody that's Irish, and by the way, if you go to the playwright, they're all Irish. Mm-hmm. They're broke. Did you ever have any trouble understanding what they're saying? Because I sometimes yes. do. Because some of them have really thick brogues. Mm-hmm. So the first couple of weeks I would I was there, I was like, all right, you know, taking it in. <laughs> but I'm also from New York, so people talk fast all the time. And yeah. so I kind of had a little bit of understanding, but there were times where I was like, you know, can you repeat that one more time? Or even like the slang and different words, like what's the story? Or sam- they say, what's the crack? When I heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> but what's the crack is kind of like, oh, what's up? What's was, happening? What's happening? What's yeah. going on? And so little things like that, you kind of just slowly but surely pick up on the nuances and what it really means. But by the end of my time in Ireland, I was full swing, understand everybody. You were saying, what's the crack I was saying, what's the crack? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Um, I know you've got some time still, but what are you going to miss about Quinnipiac? Oh, that's a good question. I would say I'm going to miss... Probably my professors, honestly. I feel like everyone that I've met thus far have been really instrumental in showing me and teaching me that um, I can do what I put my mind to. Uh Um, I'm so blessed to say that each of my professors have poured into me in terms of my journalism career and my skills that I'm confident that I'll, I'll be able to do what I need to do once I get out of here. And even my peers, like Grace, our producer, (laughs) (laughs) um, we've all worked together on so many projects um, and we learn from each each other all the time. So that's something that I'll miss a lot, just like the collaboration, the networking, and knowing that I have a faculty here that will back me up and support me in all my endeavors. Like there's been times, hey, do you mind writing me that letter of recommendation, connecting with them? Sure, no problem. Like, that's something that I'll definitely miss a lot about Quinnipiac. You, you mentioned Q30. What, what do you do for Q30? So last year, um, I did do hashtag that. I did a few stuff for newscast. And then I was also doing um, Conversations, which was the podcast here um, for the Chronicle. So that was really fun. But I did like a few things. I wouldn't say I was like super involved, but that's why this semester I really want to and my last year just being all over. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And wh- and what do you want to do? Um, I'm up for whatever. Okay. Hashtag that on Monday nights or, you know, maybe do a Bobcat breakdown one night. All right. Yeah. I'm going to try and just get myself out of my comfort zone and, and do it up. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Okay, Olivia, this is uh, something we, we started last semester. We end every show by uh, sharing something that few people know about. Okay. Us. So I'm going to ask you to think about something mm-hmm. to share that, that few people, if any, know about you. That's a good question. This was actually an icebreaker in one of my classes this past week. And then I'll, and then I'll share something about me. Hmm. Something that few people know. Do you want me to go first? Mm-hmm. Okay. My dad was famous. Really? Um, when he died, the New York Times wrote about him. No way. So... <clears throat> Uh, my dad was um, uh, 
uh, was well known in the Ferrari community. Mm-hmm. You know Ferraris? The car. The car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I grew up going to a lot of car races and a lot of Ferrari events mm-hmm. and just kind of tagging along with my dad. Right. So I, if I see a car like driving on Mount Carmel Avenue right now, I could tell you what it was. Wow. Uh, just by just by glancing at it. Yeah. Uh, and I have I have freaked people out. Um, once in a grocery store parking lot, mm-hmm. a guy pulled in a Ferrari, and and I said to him, "Is that a '64 or a '65 Lusso?" And he kind of looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. Like how would you know that? But then I told him who my dad was, and he was like, "Oh, okay." Wow. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So. I have no interest personally in cars. Mm-hmm. I am not a car nut. Mm-hmm. But if I see a Ferrari, I know what it is. Yeah. And you got to thank your dad for that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a really interesting story. No. I like that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, one thing I guess that people don't know much about me is, um, hmm, still have nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm just an open book most of the time. What did you do as your sharing. icebreaker in your class? Um, oh, no. well, I did share that I did musical theater all through elementary, middle school, high school. Um, and I sing. I feel like not a lot of people at Quinnipiac know that because okay. I've just been, you know, focused on my career stuff. But yeah. And what kind of music are we talking here? So, um, well, for musical theater, we've done The Lion King, Smokey Joe's Cafe, Dream Girls. Footloose, like I was the musical theater girl that I feel like a lot of people who listen to this can relate to. Um, and then I was also doing gospel choir when I was in high school. Very so cool. So by my senior year, I was gospel choir president. And I definitely do miss singing and the arts, um, but it's very time consuming, I won't lie. Yeah. And so I've just been, you know, more dedicated on the journalism aspect of, of my college experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny that you that you mentioned gospel singing because when I think of gospel singing, I think of like people like Aretha Franklin, yeah. who grew up singing gospel, mm-hmm. but then went mainstream. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and how gospel singing trained them mm-hmm. for it sure does for a music career. It does because you learn about one how your own voice works, two how to harmonize and connect and get that same energy when you're singing with a group or doing a duet you learn about instruments you learn about training your ear to hear different sounds and being able to match the pitch um so that's something that i will say has helped me a lot and even with journalism stuff i can read a whole thing of like a script and it kind of stays in my mind just like lyrics stay in my mind it helps you memorize it helps me memorize a lot very Mm -hmm. interesting Yeah. yeah all right Livia, I want to thank you for being on Uncommon Grounds. This has been great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was my interview with Olivia Berrios-Johnson, who is a journalism student here at the School of Communications. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by me, Chris Rauch. I'm the dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. This show is produced by Grace McGuire, who is also a student here at the school. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcast on the platform or app of your choice. Definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. Do you have a story to share? Something you want us to talk about? Find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. 
On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, I interview Zach Hochberg, who actually has his own social media marketing company. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and thanks for listening. Thank you.